Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Codex After Dark. Pull up your easy chairs, light those beautiful scented candles, and eat that day-old pizza because you don't want to cook this late at night. My name is Tim. This wonderful guy over here is Jamie, and down below, we brought him back for another round of comic book talks and pop culture and whatever else we feel like talking about. That would be Tone Falcone. How's it going, Tone? It's going pretty good. Thanks for having me back. Hey, right on. Thanks for coming along. We loved having you the last time and we had to have a round two. Yes. So, or I would have attacked you because I think you guys can see it. I'm wearing my Eagle Fang, uh, <laughs> my Eagle Fang karate yeah. uh, sweater. So I'm ready for brawl. That's amazing. Shout out Cobra Kai. Ooh. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't checked it out already, uh, we did a breaking the code last night. Uh, cameos versus first appearances. It got pretty heated, but uh, it's worth a watch. It's a great episode. And there's a lot of interesting points that are brought up on my side and on Jamie's side. So check that out. <laughs> Don't forget to find us on all socials. All you got to do is type in the Codex podcast. We've also got Codex Gaming, which I'm sure Jamie will go into a little bit more uh tonight that is over on twitch you can check that out uh matt slayer streamed that last night and it was absolutely amazing go For ahead and four take a look at hours that. <laughs> yeah and I uh stayed up till three watching it and also we had the codex podcast this past wednesday where uh we reviewed sunny's pick uh green lantern new dawn uh, and it got a 10 out of 10 from me and Jamie and a 9.7 from Sonny. <laughs> so Sonny's a weird cat. Gonna, <laughs> like that guy usually will be. I'm waiting for him to jump in and be like, why did you say cat? But um, it, like usually it's 10 out of 10 for him. He's like, oh, issue yeah. one was just too slow. <laughs> what? I can see that, though. Well, no, I can't. Sonny's wrong on this one. But anyways, you guys were talking about Dr. Doom. And Tone, you were talking about something really cool that I'm still trying to find about that Doom series where he meets uh, alternate versions of Doom, or at least that alternate version of Doom, right? Yes, that's correct. Um, so Dr. Doom has been one of my favorite characters across my entire comic life. Mm -hmm. and um, But he's been written very uneven. And um, sometimes he's written, uh, I feel like his heyday was the 70s and uh, in the FF. And that leads him into the 80s where they had the Secret Wars, where it's an amazing Doom story in the Secret Wars, the Doom arc within the Secret Wars. And um, but after that, there you go. <laughs> there you go. And um, after that, to me, not just Dr. Doom, but the Fantastic Four book, uh, it starts to really kind of go into a, a swan dive i mean is just, that when simonson was doing it um i don't i'm not quite sure who was writing it or then. or burn or brine and uh, burn this was definitely after the burn run okay and, um by the time you get to the uh the early 90s it's not well it's not written well and none no. of the characters written well and throughout the 90s it's really a trash book and um and so if you you're not getting a good ff you're not getting a good doom no. And it wasn't until about 2015 where I really start seeing them breathe life back into Doom as a character. And I think it's important. Um, simply put, he is one of the preeminent villains, quotation marks around that, of the Marvel Universe. And you have an entire generation of comics fans that have never seen prime Doom. No. Why, why the world should fear this guy. And um, why the heroes place him... You know, there's a special place for Thanos 
and there's a special place for doom and, and why they leave him alone in Latveria and they just yeah. don't mess with him. <laughs> exactly. And, um, and so they've done some amazing writing with him in, in recent years. And I really believe it's leading into his introduction in the MCU. Right. Okay. So they're kind of, kind of shaking the writers up, getting them to see what works with doom, what doesn't work with doom before they try to drop him and the fantastic four into a movie. I think that's the same thing that's happening with the current FF run. Right. With, um, with Dan Slott just really kind of, you know, shaking up a lot of things and introducing some new elements. And so I'm happy to see life in the franchise again. And I'm happy to see Doom see a, 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 a true threat. Um, and the last thing I'll throw in is, yeah, he ultimate nullified a universe where he found an alternate version of himself that worked with Reed Richards. Like he hates Reed Richards <laughs> that much. He murdered that Doom and nullified his entire universe like yeah. wow i found the story by the way <clears throat> it was oh, dr good. doom it's spelt out doctor and then doom it's from 2019 dr doom okay <clears throat> i'm gonna find that because i really want to read it is it just a one shot it's no. 10 10 issues oh yeah i'm in it that that's happening it's the sweet spot there it is I right see under it. a maxi right over a mini <laughs> Dr. Doom. The it's like a mixy series. Doom. Uh, yeah, I'm all about this. This is happening. I'm reading this story. But uh, no, Tone, what I was going to say was I, I think like like what you were talking about, like with peak Doom in the 70s, I, I think that when he was in Secret Wars and they pitted him against the Beyonder and he beat him uh, like straight up obliterated and took the beyonders powers that showed you that doom was next to untouchable when he really wanted to be and what he was doing was just playing with these heroes and letting them get their cheap shots and their victories but when doom wanted to win doom was gonna win and mm -hmm. nobody was gonna stop him and then in the 90s like he said uh where uh, they just kind of regulated Doom back to uh, cameo appearances or uh, brief stints in in lesser books, like like in Deathlock, in the first five issues, he's in that. Mm -hmm. But it's not Doom; it's a Doom bot, and and they use that uh, that uh, uh, takeaway a lot. You know, it wasn't really Doom; it was just a Doom bot, et cetera, et cetera. But but then, like you said, in Secret Wars, man, and and time runs out. This this what is it? It's like twenty four issues before Secret Wars, yes. or something like that. That was an absolutely fantastic read and while all this stuff is going on and these universes are dissolving and the heroes are trying to figure out just how the heck they can stop it and save anybody they can dooms with the molecule man and molecule man's like check this out uh yeah i'm look I'm what i can do everything <laughs> I, it, it makes me giddy to even think about what they did with doom and the lead into the secret wars and yeah. one of the one of the things i love uh, and before he the held Wars battle ever world together by will alone, yes. it's, it's a he's a bad man. Hashtag right? Green Lantern. <laughs> and you know he has these ambitions uh, that are so far beyond ruling the world or yeah. robbing a bank, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and so when you introduce things like the Panther God right gave him gives him access to vibranium because the panther god sees he's worthy of it right oh uh, wow um uh when you 
uh, in the in the lead into Time Runs Out, you have uh, Doctor Strange chasing the uh, trying to gather the power to stop what's happening. Mm-hmm. And as he's moving through his different dimensions, he keeps hearing about an ancient dark god. And his story ultimately leads him to doom. It is that ancient <laughs> dark god. And it's like, um, the, whether it's the, the black swans all worship doom, right? Um, and it, it's just, and then that quintessential meeting uh, where he confronts the beyonders. It's just, you know, when you look at a race, you look at a race of gods and, and tell them, uh, I've taken what was yours and made it mine. I've yep. destroyed universes to mock you. Just the dialogue. I, I was like, oh, oh, this is it's so awesome. That's Hickman, dude, planting the seeds years in advance. This man plans it out. And I will read anything Hickman does. He is just so amazing. Yeah. That's the one thing I got to say about Hickman <clears throat> is that no matter what he's working on, he to me in comics, he is one of the best world builders. Yeah. When it comes to shorter series, he I don't think he has that touch. Because he's com- not when, allowed when it, to do what he needs yeah. to do. And then when he when he has time to play around, do you know what whatever he wants with it, mm-hmm. it, it hits every time. That's why they just need to let Hickman be Hickman and do what Hickman does. Yeah. I think Hickman puts it's you know, there's there's a balance and, you know, this this can be pretty contentious in, in the comic world and with comic fans. Mm-hmm. And some people like books really, really lean. Right. And uh, kind of one to two issue stories. And I am and, not a fast food reader. I'm, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. And then some people like books really meaty. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, entire panels covered with word bubbles. Right. And <laughs> Oh, um, my. Don't even get and, me started. And, and sometimes, uh, and I think any comic, is, it needs to have a healthy oscillation. But mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. safe to say that the thing that got me excited when I was 12 is not the thing that gets me excited now. And I need a little bit more meat on my bones, if you will. <laughs> to, to Especially for the price. Comic, to keep my comic brain engaged. And Well, I mean, the 90s books were all fast food comics. And when Image yeah. came out, that was, that was the five guys, you yeah. know fast food comics and it gave you the blood and the gore and the the tna that you wanted and and yeah. marvel tried to push that edge and push that limit and dc even did it i think dc did it a little bit better uh where marvel tried to be uh like a hollywood blockbuster edgy dc was mm-hmm. just a little underneath that like with new dawn reading that and watching uh major force just tear it apart mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but but yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. Nowadays, comics are a completely different read than they were 20 years ago, even. And mm-hmm. and like with Dark Knights of Steel, even though it's not super word heavy, you get a lot of context and you get a lot of information in the panels that you're looking at. And, and it's a lot of visual reading. But in Dark mm-hmm. Ages, Dark Ages feels a little bit different to me. And they're both written by the same guy. Yeah. You know, um. And it, look, at, I always point out when people complain about, you know, where, where comics are, look at the challenge they have. Um, every industry, right, not just comics, but every industry is trying to get the youth because the youth is where the money is, right? 
And um, if you're not that 18 growing, to 24 range, yep, if you're not growing through the youth, you're dying as an industry. And so when you look at the primary demographic who's buying comics, who is it? It's old guys like me. Right. <laughs> and so they oh, want to no. get younger. And so but the thing that entices me doesn't entice that 12 year old out there that I used to be right yep. now. Um, and so I, I remember seeing it in an incredible Hulk. Um, and it goes from all the way through the World War Hulk, which is some, if you go Planet Hulk, World War Hulk, very serious uh, kind of dark undertones, dark overtones. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, thematically, it was very meaty. Um, and then World War Hulk ends and you pick up the next issue, just the covers when they begin to introduce Red Hulk, who they were calling Rulk at the time. Mm -hmm. That's what they uh, marketed him as. And, and if you read the first fight between them, the Hulk is now kind of back to the 60s Hulk. Hulk smash, Hulk fight wow. for love, Hulk fight for... And it's like, uh, you can see they did a 180. So, okay, we've given you tone this, this story that was 18 months for the mature reader. Now we're going to go do a 12-month story where we're trying to get the 12-year-old again. And so I had to be cognizant as a reader to say, okay, this... 12 issues aren't going to be for me. This 18 issues yeah. aren't going to be for me because right. they got to get the kids involved again because this was yeah. too much for the kids. Because I think the, even wasn't it something they were saying along the lines of like with the legacy numbering before they took them away and then put them back on there. Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't want people to be confused or feel like they were coming in into the middle of this massive epic storyline mm -hmm. that they couldn't get into or find a way to have a starting point which i think is now why we get 36 issue runs and then they quit and then they redo it but they still have the legacy numbering for people like us yeah well real fast guys i just want to throw, uh, throw a shout out to kevin from comic character today he's in the chat um he did say hey, kevin what up is, kevin he said it's a common trope where heroes end up defeating themselves doom is particularly susceptible to this phenomenon and then he also said that he is not a fan of the current X-Men run, which is what Hickman is on. See, I haven't even started that yet because there's, there's just so much of it. And, and like oh, yeah. I was just saying two seconds ago, I don't know where to start. I have no idea where to get started on that. I and would... then he went on to say, sorry to cut you guys off. Uh, no. Continuity is sadly missing these days. Kevin, that's a great point. Go check out our Breaking the Code that we did when we talked about continuity. Doesn't matter. See my plugs? They're working perfectly today. Right on. <laughs> Tone, what were you going to say? I was going to say start at the beginning. If you're going to get into the current X-Men run, uh, it's with House of X, uh, Powers of X. Uh, I House think of it was 10. House of, no, it's House uh, of X, Powers of 10. Yes, exactly. Um, okay. and you Even can though get those, both have an X. Yeah, you, can, you can get those in trade. And okay. uh, those really kind of set the stage for all the different <laughs> things that are going on right now. And um, I don't... I don't like all, they're like so many X books. Um, I just stick right now with the main X mm -hmm. title. Um, and Marauders was pretty good. I, I, I've heard, I I've got a few Marauders issues. I have a couple variant covers, but beyond that, that's it. But yeah. as far as, as, as whether liking what Hicks, man, I know, I know several people just like Kevin that don't really feel, they're not really feeling what the, mm -hmm. uh, what's going on with Hickman's X-Men. <laughs> And the reason I'm okay with it, uh, and it doesn't mean I like everything. Um, I don't just love everything he's done with the mutants. 
but um, I got so sick and tired of regurgitated 80 stories and early 90 stories over Dark Phoenix. and over and over yeah. and over. And, we um, my, wait, yeah, no, what's her name? Well, it's Maya. Uh, boy, God, I can't remember. She was in, what do you call it? The Hawk, Hawkeye. I'm blanking so hard right now. Um, deaf. Uh, oh, uh, da, 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 uh, you know who I'm talking about from though, Daredevil. Right? Yeah. Uh, no, she's, she's the deaf one. Uh, yeah, Echo. I know. Echo. Echo yeah. right now is the current holder of the Phoenix Force, yeah. thanks to Jason Aaron. Yeah. It's okay. All right. All right. I just had to throw that little insert here because obviously Thor's mom was the original Phoenix. What? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. haven't read that yet. Yeah, not they're not many fans of that. Um, no, a lot of my comics friends, the Avengers, <laughs> are not happy with Aaron's run on the Avengers. He's done some I, cool things, but there's some things that he's done that have upset a lot of purists. And I can't say I, I, I can't say I disagree with them. Um, they may I love not... the fact that the Phoenix Force was always this universal entity, right? And it chose who it wanted to give the force to and and like i've always been under the impression that gene gray was the only one that could contain the oh there's so many more now i know Um, namor had it for like a panel so they did a they did a fight for the phoenix where champions fought for the opportunity to be the the holder of the phoenix wow and to me this the story kind of um it fell flat because you have major fights that only take place in a panel, right? Yes. Um, Logan and Wolverine fighting, uh, Logan and Cap fighting yep. to be the host of the Phoenix Force. Why would either of them want the Phoenix Force right. in the first place? Oh, uh, do we remember when Moon Knight had the Phoenix Force? And no. when he took over uh, all the powers of all of the Avengers? Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Moon Knight kind of smoked. I actually kind of like that. I love Moon that. Knight I love that arc. Um, like he took he took what was it uh, iron fist gauntlets he he was taking like uh the uh eye of agamotto from <laughs> dr uh dr strange and then he was just like whipping everyone's like butt and then he's like i need the phoenix force <laughs> <laughs> it was um the the whole thing with it well the reason cap and logan would want it logan knows how destructive it is yeah. he doesn't want anybody else to have it if it's not going to pick you know gene right at least me understanding it, we have a chance. And Cap feels the same I way. See. Like, And Cap's like anybody else getting it. We can't trust them with that kind of power. And so, the, but um, but you have these fights that should be significant that take place mm-hmm. in a panel and they're over. Like you come back and like they lost. And, uh, and so now um, there are not a lot of people that are a fan of Jason Aaron's run. It was very interesting that uh moon knight not this wasn't in that particular story arc but this is in the aaron run yeah uh, when he tries to deal with thor right and how does a moon knight deal with a thor now, you know he worships his god was it kanushu yeah kanshu okay thank you for the correction um <laughs> but he can he can control it's the god of the moon so he controls moon rock and he tells thor like, what do you think it is? What do you think Uru is? It's moon, it's moonstone. And so he can move, he can control uh through uh Khonshu Mjolnir. 
Uh, it was amazing. Yeah, it was pretty. It was. I said, I was like, okay, I gotta give it to you, Jason Aaron. That's a great little twist. <laughs> that was that was that was thinking that was put very much into that one part. Wow. It was you know like what? it the, the way I describe it to everybody that like was talking about that arc or wanted to get into that arc. I was like, think Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, but Moon Knight. <laughs> you know, like yeah. he just takes all their powers. You know, what, <laughs> you know, right there. <laughs> <laughs> You know what time it is, gentlemen? Pizza time? Uh, it is pulse time. That is absolutely Ooh. right. Let's go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. I want to show off these little tidbits first. Go um, for it. It's a couple of them. So there's you a got local... toned full attention. He got up proper. He's right like, on. Oh, there's this uh, store here in town. It's called Secret City Exchange. Guys, if you're ever in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, and you need a place to go look at some comic books uh, and some other cool stuff, go check them out. Really good place. Uh, good people. Uh, but uh, they had this stuff in in this right here in a page sleeve, dirty old page sleeve. And I uh, love those dirty old page sleeves. Right. And I took it up to the guy at the counter. I was like, how much do you want for this? He's like, well, how much do you want to give me for it? I was like, well, <laughs> I said, I'll, I'll give you five bucks. And he's like, that's what I was thinking. Five bucks. I was like, okay, sold. So this is what it had in it. So first off, we have this wonderful uh, Batman postcard from oh, okay. uh night's end yeah so it's got uh john paul valley batman and bruce wayne batman and then it's got all the stuff on here it's got a little little checklist over here of all the night's end books and nice. then yeah and then we have uh do you remember uh techno comics at all uh like gene roddenberry's lost universe and leonard nimoy's Mm-mm. primordials and things like that no. well this is this is one of those uh cards that you would get at a comic store like they'd have these stacks mm-hmm. of things they still got them there that you can pull and take for free this is just one of those advertisements this is from back in 1995 and uh this was gene roddenberry's lost universe. i was four <laughs> now here is an uncut sheet it's only not that i'm showing cards, my age or anything but this is a marvel universe uh flare you remember those cards mm-hmm. the real thick super yes. uh cardboard cards right yes. so this is one of those uh uncut four card advertisements but on the back they have three other cards and then mm. they have the, nice. the thing up here for the, the promo ships, June, 1994. Then we have, uh, I think this is Marvel universe series five. If I'm not right, Marvel universe, 1994. This is another one of those uncut sheets that you could get. And that's okay. Uh, I dig that one. You need to ship that one to me. Like tomorrow. Uh, absolutely not. That is cable. Wow. But then you have this. This is another promo card, and this is for Sam Keith's The Max card series. Ooh. Oh, that's cool. I don't want to talk to you anymore. From from Tops when they were <laughs> yeah. uh, farting around with uh, non-baseball and sports cards. Uh, then we have a little uh, Ashgan uh, supplement to Wizard. Uh, this is Ultraverse Godwheel. This is like a little six-page mini comic book. That's a mantra down here, I mm-hmm. believe. Yeah, over here. This is mantra, and I think that's an evil version of Prime, if I'm not mistaken. Then we have uh, something Bart Sears did, and I don't know what company this is. For from I, I can't read it down at the bottom but this is called infinity 
And that's uh, Bart Sears artwork. I always loved his artwork, especially when he was doing Exo Man of War toward the end with Valiant. And this is another wizard supplement. Uh, then we have one, two more things. Uh, one uh, mini uncut sheet of uh, 1994 Fleer Ultra X-Men cards. Look at that. Ain't that cool? Yeah. And then this is my favorite piece. I dig the crap out of this. And this is just one of those things. It's called a master print. I looked it up and it's only like worth five bucks, but it's something that you got you your would, money's worth. Yeah. This is something you'd put in like a five by seven picture frame. It's a little bigger than that, maybe, but just under an eight by 10. And it is Spider-Man and Venom. That's cool. Right, and that came out of Wizard, so yeah. that is amazing, and that's beautiful Bagley artwork too. So Man. you have a thing for Bagley. I we love know. Bagley stuff. I've got a couple books signed by him too. So, so yeah, I wanted to show you guys that. I know you guys would appreciate those. And Kevin, if you're still in the chat, I I'm pretty sure you'd appreciate all that cool stuff too. Yeah, he said whoa. <laughs> all right, well, Tony sounds go like ahead a Kevin thing to say. Go ahead and start us off, man. What do you got on your polls this week? Um, my polls this week were uh, so Devil's Reign. Um, I like the fact that Daredevil's got his own uh, story going on for a change. Yes. I mean, I, sh- I should say, I don't know what you call it, but basically, there's a story surrounding Daredevil that's not just taking place in his main title. And um, I, I don't even it, think they're pushing it that hard either. Yeah, it doesn't today, sure feel like it. And this week was Devil's Reign X-Men, right? Issue oh, number three. Yes. Look at uh, Emma Frost. And so there's been a back and forth in this uh, between Wilson and Emma. Uh, Wilson, Emma, and Elektra has something go on between them. Uh, I won't reveal it all between them, but it really does a lot to show you just the kind of the influence that Emma has in the underworld like mm-hmm. um and, and she was and with what, the hellfire club before so exactly and and so her and wilson have crossed paths before mm-hmm. which i thought was an interesting connection um and one of the things and this could apply to what we were talking about previously at doom too but right now we'll just speak emma and and wilson mm-hmm. um in the in the modern universe uh in the modern marvel universe they are starting to do a better job of making these characters uh across uh, platforms interact a bit more, right? Making it more uh, universal. Yes, absolutely. And uh, not quite to the point where Jamie spoke about last week when he was talking uh, in the continuity uh, episode of mm-hmm. Codex, um, where where you could identify where a character was very specifically in New 52. Not quite there yet, mm-hmm. but the fact that they know each other exists and they've interacted before continues to kind of tie things together in the marvel universe um and devil's reigns doing a wonderful job of that right now yeah Yeah. i almost feel it's moving a little bit too fast really Um, well because you gotta think zadarsky's jumping over to batman Mm -hmm. here shortly he's still gonna be doing daredevil too yeah that's gonna be crazy i think i think he's gonna be off daredevil you think so yeah because i think that that batman is gonna take up most of his time yeah I'm very curious, especially with the Jimenez art. Oh, my God. You know, that guy's going to draw the crap out of everybody. (laughs) Tone, what else you got there, buddy? And continuing uh, on that same theme with I will stick with Marvel right now. I picked up the final issue of uh, uh, the Deaths of Wolverine. 
X Deaths of Wolverine. I've heard a lot about that, but I've never checked Isn't it out. Isn't that like the Strife version of Wolverine? Yes. In a way? Okay. But, uh, but unless I missed something, he wasn't really uh, a factor in this book. Like, it's right. really just Wolverine fighting a it's future a cool comic version of himself. Um, but <clears throat> interesting story. Nowhere near as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, Worth checking out, you think? Um. Would you say it's for a certain type of audience or is it something that like you would be like, yeah, take this like up, down or sideways? Um, in the grand scheme of what the X books are doing, I would say up. OK, um, I would not say it's something to skip. Um, it and it lays some groundwork for, as always, with the Hickman plan, some more mechanisms that take place. Um, it gives better some deeper insight into Logan. Uh, and so I think it's a good add to the Logan story, if you will. Nice. It really, it really fills in uh, some of the gaps that Logan experienced, experienced in his memory. And there is one cool, cool scene. And I, I, I'm wondering if that's in Lives or Deaths of Wolverine. But you find out that um, because of a, a book uh, that was... Uh, that was in the Venom verse where they introduced the symbiotes back in Vietnam. Who was bouncing? Oh, Venom. There. Yep. Who was bouncing around there? At that I time? need that. Logan. I, I'm I'm sold. Yeah. So Logan, <laughs> Logan came in contact with the symbiotes back then, and it has yep. an impact on the story now. They, that was a tie into it. I think that's one of the end cliffhangers in that book. Is yeah. that is basically Logan turn around and there's the symbiote coming towards him interesting okay i too am intrigued and then we have uh maestro right world war m how is that um i've been enjoying the maestro books but i'm not sure um i know they're supposed to be paving the way to the maestro as we knew as we finally met him in that book right and right Uh, now they're going through to these other leaders that are still in the world but I think um, uh, old man Logan was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. But him. this, but this, um, it's been this maestro book because this is the third. It's yes. been good. I okay. wouldn't call it great. I wouldn't call it bad. It's kind of par for the course, mm-hmm. you know, it's adding to the maestro story in an effective way. Nice. Um, okay. Uh, they introduced- so just. So just like solid storytelling, then nothing yeah. that's going to blow your mind, but it's definitely going to keep yeah. you in there. OK, yeah, it's, that's it's, cool. Yeah, it's, you know, um, and of course, then I have my this is also an Avengers week. Uh, so Avengers and Avengers forever. Uh, Got those. And so um, Avengers 53, this is actually a second printing. So it came out a couple of months ago and I missed it. And so mm-hmm. I picked it up. Is that and I actually like this cover better because who's on it? T'Challa oh, and yeah. that's one of my amazing. favorite characters. Yeah, no, what, what number is it? 53. This is 53. 53. Oh, okay. Because 54, I think, came out. I got that one. This is the 53 I... reprint. That's wonderful. Yeah. And uh, and then of course, Avengers Forever really focuses a lot on Thor's granddaughters. Yes, um, that that's serious. That that's one thing I think Aaron's is killing it on. Yeah, it's a great, it's I love the writing in that book. Yes. Um, and uh, whenever whenever it, Jason Aaron shifts into Thor world, it's you know always it's good, right? <laughs> um, Automatic. 
And then, of course, I picked up uh, Electra, uh, uh, Black, White, and Blood. Oh, um, not Woman Without Fear. All, all no. those Black, White, and Bloods are pretty good. Oh, yeah. that looks amazing. I just yeah. love the cover work on that. That looks yeah. wonderful. And this cover is tagged to be one to go up on the wall over here. Yeah. Uh, Dude, yeah. I have so many of those that are tagged to go up on the wall. I just don't know if I want to just the wall behind me fill it all the way up to the ceiling. <laughs> Do it, so man. Many. Do it. Um, and then for my uh, my image books this week, um, Department of Truth. Good one. Number, is that number 30? I yes, saw that on the rack and I almost grabbed it today, but I passed it up. Uh, this is issue 17 of Department of Truth. Uh, and Department of Truth is really a book that confuses me. I love it. And I have to because read of the confusion. every issue four or five times to try and wrap my head around the concepts that they're saying. Um, and occasionally I give up. I'll just have to pick it up in flight. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I love kind of this clandestine fantasy dark uh murderous story it's it's just outstanding to me i got um, the the first trade for it here and and i fell in love with it and then i also picked up Philadelphia. Uh, i haven't one. heard of that but Philadelphia is a book by rodney barnes mm-hmm. and it follows a um uh it start it follows the son of a police officer mm-hmm. uh, uh it starts with the a son his dad's died he starts having mm. nightmares of his dad being buried alive. Uh, and eventually he goes and he digs his dad up and his dad's awake in, his, in, in, the, uh, in the coffin. And he's, it's about he finds out his dad's a vampire. I and, am uh, reading this book. This is amazing. <laughs> and uh, it starts this it starts this story. It's, it's placed in Philadelphia because it's tied to the country's history. And basically, Thomas Jefferson was a vampire and John Adams were vampires. Mm. And they have conflicting ideologies on what America's place should be in the world today. And uh, and so whereas John Adams wants to our time is over, let the humans do things. John Thomas Jefferson has been on a several hundred year hiatus and he wants to come back and take over the country again and lead what America back. To this on? What's that? This is on issue okay. 17. Yeah. Philadelphia is a little bit in there. Yeah, uh, I'm going to check that out. That sounds very, very interesting. Yeah, it's a uh, it is. Uh, I love Philadelphia mm-hmm. um, and I love the, the the writer of it, Rodney Barnes. And it's yes. so macabre. It's so dark. Um, and, and it's an it's, image title. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes. And um, then my uh, my last book for the week is Rogues. Right. Is okay. that also an image title? No, that's actually no. A DC. That's this is DC. Yeah. That was not at my comic shop. I couldn't even pick it up. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I made sure. I, I wanted was standing, it so bad. I was I made sure I was standing at the door to grab it. Is right? it black label? Yes. Yes. And mm-hmm. so this story, I, first of all, I love this cover. This cover is of uh, Captain Cole, mm-hmm. and uh, he's and he's oh. old, um, and. He's a reformed, uh, he's a reformed villain. He lives a mundane life where he lives under his restrictions and no technology. And basically it's a little cliche where he gets tired of getting kicked and disrespected. And in, inside, deep down, there's always the snart we know, you know? Yes. Um, and so he pull, he starts bringing back the rogues for one final job, even though they're all old, a couple of them are dead. And so um, I want to see where this goes. 
But just that cover of an old Captain Cold standing in the cold with the cold gun, I had to buy it. Is that number one? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look for that. That I love stories. And like that's that. a three those, issue. Those the end stories. Those are wonderful stories. Yeah. Now, I got to admit, I love the cover more than the story itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hoping, you know, uh, the black label stuff tends to have mm-hmm. a, a lot of meat on the bones. Yes. And this does seem to be kind of a uh, let's have one last hurrah story. And I was expecting to be a little bit more than than what it was. Uh, then it just you've been I've been assaulted one too many times. I used to be a big, you know, big time villain. Yeah. Let's go pull a heist. I would have liked one last see, heist, one yeah. last ride, one Vin Diesel. Yeah, I would have liked to see <laughs> some more. Uh, since a, a lot of these black labels really dive deep into some some really personality elements mm-hmm. of the character. That's what I was expecting. You didn't want to um, see the same tropes being used over yeah. again. And it seems kind of like, let's get the crew back together. You get to this person. No, I don't want to come back to the crew. And they come back to the crew. You get to this person. Oh, my gosh. Why would we do this again? Our Mm -hmm. lives are so different. You know, it's kind of. I I hope it surprises you if if you stick with it. I really do. Because I'm going to look for that. And I'm going to read it along with you. Yeah. But that's those were my polls for the week. Nice. Those are awesome. Very good. Uh, Jamie, why don't you go ahead, man? What do you got this week? Are you sure about that? Yeah, it could take a minute. <laughs> well, uh, if if you want, you and I can go back and forth. That's uh, up to I'll, you. I'll just go through them. But okay, go I'm gonna it. start off with my boom because obviously we kind of are working with them, so <laughs> you know I got to do reviews for them. So I'm starting off with Power Rangers Universe number four. Yeah, love that cover. This one, if anyone checked out our TikTok, another plug. Um, I gave this kind of like a sideways thumb where it's not the rangers teams that you know um it's kind of a mixed cavalcade of different uh people that we've never heard of mm-hmm. and they get into basically the morphing grid and they're bestowed the morphing powers and each one's got a different morphing uh power from like each season basically like you have some that are from season you know my mighty morphin power rangers one from turbo one from light speed rescue uh, and so on, but I like the way it's going. Um, if I was going to recommend it, I just say someone that's a power Rangers collector or mm. someone that wants to jump in and see something different. So okay. definitely, you know, I, I would check see, it out. I read the first issue of universe right along with you. And, and I had a really hard time getting into it. And I, I kind of stopped after issue one. Yeah. Basically my booms power Rangers. Cause this one threw me off. I didn't know you could possibly pull this. But you got Godzilla versus Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number one. I want to see. I want to read that. I, just, I I haven't jumped into these yet. I got them this weekend, so like, I'm ready. Like, I want to see some stuff happen with some uh, Megazords and Godzilla. Right on, <laughs> Dragon Zord um, versus Godzilla. Obviously, we got to go with Power Rangers, written by Ryan Parrott. Oh my God, these are it's still so good. Matt Bloom took over Mighty Morphin. But Parrot's still on Power Rangers to listen to load for everything he's doing with Rogue Sun. Power Rangers is where he needs to focus because uh, the seed was planted during the Altarian War for the uh, yes. Jason and Trini relationship. And I want to see where that goes. They're not going to, it's not happening. Just it's because you said happen. it on air, he's going to watch this and be like, no, we're not doing Tim, this anymore. Tim, you already knew, man. Yeah. So you ruined you it for everybody. But lastly, go, guys, from Boom, this has to be the book. It, this is number five and it ends. This is the most 
confusing, awesome book I've ever read in my life. What's it about? So basically it's about, um, now I'm going to forget the name, but the JFK assassination with oh, okay. uh, Leah Harvey Oswald. Oswald's body. So I was wondering if it was yeah. the Harvey Oswald. They basically have a team set up to pull a switcheroo on Lee Harvey R. Oswald, and they go after another guy that looks exactly like him. They got this team leader. We don't know who he's from, if he's from the CIA, wherever. But he pulls a team together of these, like, low lives, but they got a skill set. And he's like, hey, we need to find a guy that's this height, these color eyes, this facial structure. Find him. Who comes up with the concepts for these stories? That's what I want to know. Cantwell. Oh, my (laughs) Lord. So they find him. And as they, they had to pinpoint the moment that uh, Oswald gets shot. So the guy's already dead that they got in a freezer. I'm not going to give too much away. But he's already, <laughs> this guy's in a freezer, and they got to figure out how to get his body into a morgue to replace the other Oswald. And it's just nuts from beginning to end. That, that sounds amazing, too. Holy smokes. Too many books. Um, picked up Marvel. We got Lethal Protector from Venom. Is that good? I like. I haven't dug into these. I'm just like I've oh. I've, been, I've been seeing this book everywhere though. Like because yeah. obviously Lethal Protector from you know the yeah. 90s. They're like, oh, yeah. we're doing it again. So that's Lethal Protector. Does it have the legacy numbering of number seven? No. no. Come on, <laughs> um, Marvel, you're falling short, man. Let's do it. Task Force Z. Yeah. Uh, if I can get the lighting good. Oh, look at that cover. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I love their B covers. But Task Force Z, if you guys don't know, is Red Hood takes over a team of zombie Suicide Squad members. Um, basically, it's the Lazarus resin that they're injecting into these dead uh, villains just to keep them alive enough so they would be able to listen to what Red Hood commands. Um, Two-Face is kind of running the team under amanda waller so it, it, it's it's just it's cool to an extent i like it because we see mr bloom again for those mm. of you who don't know who mr bloom is he was in snyder's run of batman batman the end. yes um obviously one of my favorites every time saga saga yeah. of course oh, god yeah. it's like they didn't it, two-year hiatus and they didn't miss a beat <laughs> like it's just still perfect one that i've talked to you about tim that I personally love and enjoy. It's not a book for the faint of heart. I'm going to tell you right now. So if you do not like, like torture and sexuality, Ooh. you will not like this book. What do and you sexual content. There? Nine stones. Okay. Yeah. We've talked about this. I want to read that. This was a web comic um, on webtoons and they, they got put in for a book by behemoth comics uh, for publication. It basically tells the story of a mob leader's son. He doesn't know that he's gay. Falls in love with one of the other like scouts mm-hmm. that are running the organization for him. The father finds out and he's got a guy that basically tortures people till they give him information and kills him. Like shoving nails through his fingertips. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just... Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good night. We're done right? here. We're done. No more coziness. We're getting into the grit here. Oh. Um, but no, it, dude, it's like, it, it's hard to explain because it's like, 
sexual content and then it's like it's a really a love story then there's therapy involved and wow like, it's dude it takes so many different ranges and it like it has me hooked like in like i want to know what happens next every time it sounds really interesting but yeah so that one if you guys want to check it out i would say definitely mature readers <laughs> wow so, um next up we got harley quinn 13 This Dig has that. this has been eh to me. I only see the covers. I've only ever bought in that run of Harley Quinn for cover alone. Covers are better than the interiors. I'll tell you yeah. that right now. But it, it's Harley trying to be good. Yeah, and it's after Joker War, so she's trying to be part of the Bat family, and she's like, "I know Batman." Huh? Um, <laughs> and then her relationship with one of the Joker's like Joker War. Uh, salient uh, Kevin big mm-hmm. overweight guy doesn't think he's good enough in the world and she's basically helping him too so uh, I mean it, it is a Harley Quinn book uh, it's not in the popularity like it was let's say four or five years ago mm-hmm. so take it with a grain of salt they just one. need to give her the mallet back and let her splatter yeah. some dudes obviously one tone head we got Avengers Forever 4 no. so I, I can't speak better about this book over the main series i would say i've got the original story over there that busiek and uh perez did yeah and i haven't read that yet i want to though titans united number seven the last of this series such a good series i have not read the current or the past two issues but i love it it has that germ that is actually by it's a bunch of different artists i'm trying to remember if this matina gotcha have you read Titans United Tone? Um, I think I picked up issue one and two, but it uh, I, I stopped collecting that for the uh, that was one of the uh, sacrifices. Sacrifices must be. Dude, it picks up steam. It really does. Yeah. It, it's they got that trope of, you know, what if Superman just snapped? But instead of Superman, it's Superboy. Mm. Or uh, Connor. 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 Yeah. My favorite so, Superboy. Yeah. So like. It, it's, it's a cool germ. way i've got I've a, i'm not quite sure i don't think it's art germ but i've got a a classic connor kent up there on the wall um yeah um by the way real quick side note i think i said this in uh comic character of the day uh i think it was one of connor's death was one of the best deaths i've seen in yes. modern comics really uh, yeah i really loved how they approached his death and the fight, uh, he really died in a Clark way. If you look at it, Superboy, Superboy Prime became his doomsday. Yes. You know, um, and um, and for him sacrificing himself to save everyone versus Superboy Prime and him dying saying, you know, isn't it cool? Uh, wow. Know, yeah, it, it was it was just awesome. So, yeah. Uh, and then and then I, I see this week scans and I see him getting jolly stomped out by the by the other Titans. Um, yeah. Well, there's a lot more that plays into it. So, I mean, it, it's it's a good read. I like the fact that Red Hood does play a role in it. It kind of uh, flips the script a little bit. He's like the antagonist. Like, oh come on, you're like you're a clone of Superman. You can't beat you can't beat these guys. What's going on with you? And like to the point where he's like, I don't care if he's a clone of Superman. I'll still take a shot at him. Like, 
you know, it's that, it's that engagement. And it's like, oh, he's, he really doesn't care. <laughs> is that all you got for this week, Jamie? No, I got a couple more. Okay. I'll run through them fast. Okay. Nightwing number 90. Is that a B cover? Yeah. Yeah, that looks uh, good. Tom Taylor is killing it on this run. Obviously, yeah. it's, you know, uh, Dick Grayson having Batman money because Alfred left him behind and he's trying is to run that, an organization. Is that Taylor's big force of work? Somebody's car alarm's going off. <laughs> Yeah, I can't hear it, but no, I can. He's uh, it's it's up there. It's probably the best part of Nightwing that we've had since like the '90s. Cool, I think. Yeah, Um, I will co-sign that. I think you nailed it with that, Jamie. Best Nightwing run since the original, uh, uh, the the original. I would say that four issue gold uh, shield or whatever he had. Yeah, I would say when that four issue into the Grayson run. Yeah. I think until that's the, until the McDaniel Chuck Dixon run. Yes. Yeah. So okay. that, that was definitely my, one of my favorites, but I got justice league 74. Right before they all die. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't, I, I'm sorry. It's been spoiler and alert. Ladies and gentlemen, the justice league are toast. Every justice league spoiled. <laughs> um, I've got, they were kids already are, toast, though. I always yeah. like to add that. Kids are got, crying later. They were at night. toast the moment Bendis started writing them. No, they they got toasted <laughs> back in one of my favorite storylines in the early two thousands, late nineties, early two thousands. Um, they got toasted. They went back in time and met an ancient league that that killed. Oh them. yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. And uh, I love that story. Yeah, he's so, been cloned Justice League members ever since. So variant cover for Avengers 54. The Infinity Saga variants they got out right now. Those are really cool. Um, The one I'm looking forward to most after reading uh, Carnage Forever is Carnage number one. Really? Yes. Um, Ram V is writing it. Wonderful. Ram V is killing it with Swamp Thing. Uh, They actually gave him an extended uh, run. He was only supposed to do 10 issues. Now it's an ongoing series. Um, but Ram V's been good for a while. Now people don't really pick up on his work, but mm-hmm. what I read in the four different stories that Carnage Forever took place with, this seems amazing. And then lastly, I have no idea what this is. I just got it for the cover, and it's a black label book, but Suicide Squad Blaze. Yeah. yeah. It's got Boomerang, King Shark, yeah. Harley Quinn, and Peacemaker. All the movie know, popular Cena. characters. Yep. We're gonna be CP. Ugh, we're gonna see Peacemaker everywhere now. All right, gentlemen, you ready for what I got? Oh yeah. Okay, so I'll show you my pulls, and then I'll show you some books I got at a store in Knoxville called McKay's. So first off, we have here Moon Knight number nine. I love that cover. That just looks absolutely amazing. I haven't read this yet. Um, this is after I finish reading Devil's Reign. Uh, I'm going to go into Moon Knight and I know a particular issue of Moon Knight ties into Devil's Reign so I need to catch up on that. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. We got uh, The Amazing Spider-Man number 92. That's a nice cover. Yeah, that looks great. Misty Knight, I believe, is right here. Yeah. That looks wonderful. I always liked her as a character and I thought they did a really good job with her in the Netflix shows. Uh, I've got a variant cover for 92. I don't know who the heck they're fighting, but, uh, gargoyles. Yeah, it looks cool. 
then we have one, two, three, four uh, copies of Avengers number 54. My uh, Someone's LCS, an overachiever. Well, my LCS is really good about throwing in variant covers. And I tell them, I'm like, dude, if the variant covers are cover price, throw them in there. I'll take them. I said, as long as the title's on my pull list, I'll, I'll take them. I said, I am not going to tell you no, because <laughs> it helps them out. And that's the whole point of it. And, yeah. you know, I get all these and. And if yeah. it's a cover that uh, I'm not particularly fond of, I can always toss it to my son. And my son is always super appreciative. Dad, it's a variant. Are you sure? Son, go ahead. This one's for you. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, we have the Avengers number 54. Mm-hmm. And that's got Deathlock on it. So, so yeah, Ooh, I'm, yeah, I'm interested. And this is the... I felt like that cover day. was like really... like I know it's a comic. Don't get me Very wrong. Busy. But that felt really cartoony. I can see like, that. Like I felt like it was like the remember when the when DC did the thing with Looney Tunes and they had like those mm-hmm. variants going on where like Elmer Fudd was thunking Batman on the head. That's what it kind of <laughs> gave me that feel of. <laughs> well, this cover will give you the feel of what it should probably be then. And that's 54. That's one of the variants. Wolverine, Iron Man, and Icarus beating the snot out of each other, and it looks wonderful. Uh yeah, so that's one of the variants there. Uh, then I have the Carnage Forever variant. I don't know who this is on the cover, Jamie or Tone. Maybe you guys can tell me. But uh, you put it a little bit closer. Yeah. Oops. Yep. Back there that, you go. That's about as close as it'll get. Um, no idea. I'm not. Yeah, I'm no, not no. sure who it is. It's a Carnage Forever variant. So. So that's that. And then uh, the one that you've already shown. uh, Yeah, that just looks awesome. I dig it. Then we have uh, Devil's Reign number five. This is the B variant, I believe. And I just love Fisk's Thunderbolts. I dig them. And U.S. Agent in the middle of that. Yeah, I I like seeing him. Yeah. Whatever your name is, you're under arrest. (laughs) I'll take it. Uh, blue and gold number seven of eight. I'm I want to get that so bad, and I'm just like, issue, I haven't pulled the trigger. I miss an issue one and four. Once I get all eight issues, then I'm going to sit down and read it. But I've heard lots of good things about it. Uh, what yeah. he's saying in the word bubble is out with the old and with the new. It's booster, <laughs> of course, you're gonna love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm the greatest man time for forgot that. about. We have uh, Dark Ages number five. Uh, this is beautiful. Oh, the ending work. of that issue. Yeah. Oh, my <sighs> God. Yeah. So good. I am in love with this series. And Taylor, uh, the editorial made a poor choice in making it only six issues. I feel that's a good statement. It should have been a maxi. Dude, yeah. Then we have DC vs. Vampires number six. I got the A and B covers for that. I dig Good that series. cover. Yep. Wait a minute. DC number six is out. Oh my yep. gosh, I gotta go to a comic shop tomorrow. <laughs> well, here's the B cover, buddy. Yeah, I got that one too. And it looks uh, amazing. I think that's this. Nightwing, right? Is that yeah, that's Nightwing. God, mm. that looks wonderful. Yep. So six is out and then here's the one jamie that i think it was you and dan that were talking about and i saw that oh duh. <coughs> we, we uh, love demons we have demons or have demons whatever. this is the new snyder capullo glapion uh okay. mccaig and Nap- napolitano 
that are working for Dark Horse. Issue number one, you guys were talking about it. I think Dan picked it up. You passed on it. Because uh, I'm gonna, I, if I pick it up, I'm gonna read the entire thing, and I don't need any more on my pull list. Well, that's very true. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna read it because I saw it and I had to get it. So, well, yeah. also that was the, his comicsology contract book. That was the this, one that kicked it off. This one here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, if it's on Comicsology, I already have a subscription to that, and I can stop paying for the physical copies and go read the digital. Oh, no way. I got one, too, from people. <laughs> so that's my polls uh, for the week. That's that's all I got there. <clears throat> but uh, I want to show you guys what I picked up at McKay's. And McKay's is a comic store uh, in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. If you guys are ever in Knoxville, please stop there. Take a look. You'll find all kinds of cool stuff. It's like bargain hunting. You know, some of the prices are too high, but some of the prices are too low to ignore. And these were one of them. So I found issues one through 11. I could not find number 12, but issues one through 11 of All-Star Superman. Ooh. And two copies of issue number one. Nice. So I've got one. That was there. when Morrison was good. Yeah, I got that. And then we have nice two through eleven, and they were a dollar seventy-five a piece. And wow, I steal. I didn't even think about it. I was like, is 12 in there? Nope. I'm taking everything they have. These are so, all mine now. <laughs> yep. Bargain is right. Exactly. So like I said, some of the stuff they charge way too much for, but other stuff they're like, nah, we don't care about that. Nobody cares about that. Well. I do. <laughs> then I found uh, Superman Batman. I'm in the process of collecting that. I think I am at the halfway mark for the total run. And I found I already had issue 13, but I didn't have this cover. And that's the cover of Turner's Supergirl. And I found that and snagged that. That cover oh, yeah. alone is yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah I is. got I got that for a dollar twenty five. My waist looks like that when I'm in the mayor i look like that every morning when i get out of the shower so uh then i got uh this one which one is this 51 uh i got that and that looks cool yeah that was one i was missing and then i got the issue right after that 52 and that was one i was missing also and i got those each for dollar 25 uh picked up an x-men annual uncanny this is one i was missing i'm at the halfway point for annuals now and with the uncanny run i think i am unbroken with the exception of one issue so it is broken but with the exception of one issue uh from 284 to 544 all i'm missing is 375 and then it's a complete run from there to there and i'm going backwards until the issues start costing 20 dollars a pop and then i'll pick another legacy title to do and get uncannies periodically but uh annual number 97 uh this is when i think they just didn't care anymore and uh did, why does cyclops uh, look like the crimson chin exactly this is a very poor artwork i don't know who does it uh i haven't dove that far into it gene gray looks uh disastrous too um but uh, only the best up, for x-men team up with the brotherhood no trust no honor no rules i got this for a dollar so i'll i'll take that any day of the you got week. ripped off no i didn't it's a dollar <laughs> that was during one of the eras where i was really frustrated with what they were doing with cannonball yeah. um, right if you're gonna grow him up fine if you're gonna put him if you're gonna promote him to an x-man fine but 
uh, don't promote him to an X-Man and then use him as the junior character, right? Um, he's been literally flying around the world, kicking ass with X-Force and Cable uh, since he was a teenager. Leading X-Force right? too. Exactly, exactly. Uh, fighting S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, fighting War Machine. And now? and now suddenly he's an X-Man and he's like, oh, I, you're not used to this. And I'm the kid of the group. And like, yeah, I wasn't a fan of what they were doing with Cannonball at that time. I hear it. Okay, so this one was a little more expensive. This is Batman 678. This is an Alex Ross cover. I dig that. Nice. Yeah. Is that R.I.P. Batman? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Then we have uh, the current run of Batman. This is issue number 53. This is uh, from King and Brightweiser. This is the B variant, I believe. Yes. That. Yeah. See, like King was like. He I've heard mixed so, feelings. He was so hit and miss, man. Yep. Like throughout his whole all 89 issues he did. The only thing that I think he like he did astounding on was uh the annuals. Mm-hmm. The three that he had out. Well, here's here's a Tony Daniel cover that I think is absolutely gorgeous. And this is from the City of Bane storyline. This is number 78. Mm-hmm. And this is where Batman and Catwoman reunite. Um, so yeah, I think this looks unreal and this is going to go in my CGC grading box just because of that cover. That cover looks immaculately beautiful and I want to put that up on a bookshelf or a wall. I paid $2 for that. I got two more fellas and then, then I'm finished. Oh no, three. I'm sorry. No four. Okay. And that's it. Uh, I got 76. I Tim, count. Uh, I was able to find issue two of Batman Black and White. I think those are wonderful mm-hmm. stories. And this is uh, the black, black and White number two. I got that. And I paid $2 for that. This is the most expensive one I found. It's Spider-Man number 75 variant. And I paid $6 for it. Oh, nice. Yes, that yeah, is. That uh, I've got the Gleason art. I've got a couple of them. Yeah, that looks good. Then uh, we, even I've though I'm not two, collecting Spider-Man, I love those I covers. Two more here. This is the David Finch and Scott Williams uh, Batman: The Dark Knight run. Mm-hmm. This is number two from 2011. Uh, Williams uh, has yes. inked Jim Lee so long that anything he inks looks like Jim Lee. So that's what I see there. Hey Tim, uh, real fast, that 79. Yeah. I have the B variant for that City of Bane. Yeah. Uh, is that Alex Ross? No, but that's the city of Bane you were talking about. With uh, Jeez, that looks even Tony better. Put it back up. I couldn't see it. Yeah, sorry, bro. Oh, you're it's kind of hard because of the phone. That looks, oh, yeah, there awesome. we go. Nice. Yes, who did the artwork for that cover? Uh, man, Clay Man, God Almighty. Well, here's here's the last one. I think this will top it off for the polls. This is Batman: The Dark Knight that Finch did for uh, New Fifty Two. Yes, and uh, I love the cover. When on I'm this. working on, yeah, look at that issue number one. I had to school Tim and tell him there's three different colors to that. Uh, this is the first print. So, yeah. and I got this for a dollar fifty. Everyone's like, I got the first print, and I'm like, No, you don't. Well, no, because <laughs> there's three different. There's orange. Is the background there's red and then there's black. 
I like the black background the best. I think that one looks really cool. Yeah, but that's the I have first. No brand. idea which one I have. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe I need you to have go all three. <laughs> <sighs> well, all right, gentlemen. It is quarter after twelve. Uh, we have shown polls. We have talked Doctor Doom. We have talked all kinds of other stuff, continuity in comics. Jamie, I think there's some other things you want to go over tonight. You yeah, want to we, talk about? It'll be real quick and brief, guys. I don't want to bore you with the statistics. <laughs> um, but no, uh, we did launch Codex Gaming. Uh, that was on the back burner for a little bit. Um, but we got Matt Slayer, Tim's uh, fine brother over there. Uh, yeah, my brother from the same mother. So uh, genuine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, why you whine? Um, <laughs> but no, we got him. He's going to be doing every weekend. So we're going to yep. have a Codex War Room meeting every Friday to kind of discuss what we're going to be playing that weekend. Um, I think tonight he's taking a little bit of a break. Yeah, he's um, in the middle he, of a blizzard right yeah. now. But Sundays is going to be cool because we got retro gaming from SNES to Sega to N64. The whole... Yeah. All the gaming experience is coming to us, and we got a list of comic book games we're gonna be playing. Well, Matt's even got a list of other games on there he wants yeah. to try too. So, so and we're all him, gonna sit down and figure it out. And with him gaming four hours a night, you know, it's pretty it's gonna rough. be good. So definitely check it out. He loved it. Um, I stayed up and watched, it was great. Yeah, but that's just me. Um, I have no I have no opportunity to watch because I'm too busy gaming. <laughs> I don't watch what, what, what do you game? I actually game right now. Uh, I I have more games lined up than I have since I was a young man. So yes. at this at this moment, I put down Sifu mm-hmm. to uh, and Sifu. I'm still getting my ass kicked in the club, right? <laughs> um, to play, I've been binging uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Yes, okay. um, I've already so PlayStation or your PC. Uh, um, I'm PlayStation Five. I'm console right now. PlayStation Five and uh, and Xbox Series X. Um, I just, I'm gonna jump son, in. <laughs> I just got my son the first event or uh, uh, what was it? Event Horizon or oh Horizon? Horizon. Yeah, Horizon I, Forbidden West. Yeah, I got you. Got him, him for you. Got him Zero Dawn. That's right. That's the one I got. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's out, outstanding. Um, is outstanding story behind it. I love the story behind this game. And, um, and, uh, and, but so it's Sifu, Horizon Forbidden West, Elden Ring. Oh, God. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. That one was fun. I beat that. And then every day I do play about, about an hour of Call of Duty with my, with my friends on Call of Duty. Of course, you got to get the boys together. Yeah, which and which for me, honestly, I, as a as a gamer, Call of Duty doesn't scratch my itch, mm-hmm. but I love getting together with the guys. That's and that's so, the that's the point of it. See, we so, used um, to do back in the day was uh, Halo Three and uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. Those were our big ones back in the day. Yeah. So that's what I'm playing right now, and like I'm probably putting in, but somewhere between two to four hours of uh forbidden west today wow because i gotta get through it so i can get to these other games you know yeah um respect on that one 
Well, what else we got, Jamie, before we go ahead and end this wonderful fireside yes, chat? Uh, our TikTok is now improving a little bit more. We're no longer just doing recommended readings. We're going to be doing pool lists. We're going to be covering some news that we that breaks throughout the week so we can get in there. My ADD just went off again because Tim keeps in the background. <laughs> um, it's only the fifth time tonight. Only. Um, guys, check out our Discord. There's some fun conversation in there. We got to get it rolling. We just opened the war room. Yes. Um, so we got Hell Jordan Green Lantern versus Richard Ryder Nova. Who would win? We give your best opinions in there. Let us yep. know what you think. How Jordan um, against Richie Ryder? Yeah. I have Tone, to. go in there and tell us why, man. I want to hear it. Yeah. I want to hear <laughs> your reason. But no, uh, definitely check it out. Corp versus Corp. Um, you know which one's the best, honestly. Uh, the Nova Core. Yeah, we both know. And thank you for showing up, everybody. This has been a great episode of Codex After Dark. You will be seeing less of Tim and more of me and Tone now. Tone, thank you for being on. <laughs> thank you for having me as always. But no, uh, definitely jump into Discord. We did post the link up in Common Character of the Day. Shout out to them. We're still doing the promotion. Um, 80th subscriber gets $10 commonality gift card. 100th gets 25. So just all you got to do is in the most recent video, post from Common Character of the Day, and we'll get that shipped out to you. Guys, we are today. We are 15 subscribers away from that 80s. So let's make it happen, gentlemen and, and ladies. All starts with you guys. So yep. the more you guys share and like our stuff, the more people see us, the more people subscribe. We want to give our money away. We want to give you things, but we can't do it unless you get us to 80. <laughs> yes. And Kevin, if you're still listening, oh, we love you too, bud. Um, I, I, I say that and it just pops right up. Um, promote it. A little more so that way we can get these guys going because I see a lot of conversation and we would love to have it here too and plug them over to you. So let's get this rolling. Um, and as always, guys, definitely catch us, you know, Wednesdays because now we're scheduled every day for something and it's fun, it's great. I love it, and I love the fact that you guys are being, you know, committed to it. I want to do this all the time for everybody as much as I can. So keep liking, keep commenting. Keep subscribing and following. And guys, I think we're ending this now. So I'll see you guys in the next one. And Tone, thank you again, brother. Uh, anytime. Thank you, guys. You're awesome. Right. Oh, dude, this is why we have you on here, because you, sir, are amazing. Yes. Uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to find us on all social medias. That is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, over on Twitch, right here on YouTube, on the shiny new TikTok, and over in our Discord. All you got to do is type in the Codex Station, and that's where we are. Once again, guys, this is Codex After Dark.